You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org. And she was a missionary in Indonesia for 35 years. And right now, she is the head dean. I thought it was the president. The academic dean of a university. So she's done a lot. She's a very accomplished woman, and she has a powerful message this morning. So (laughs) let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for Donna. Thank you for the gift of her in our congregation this morning. And I ask, Lord, that you would speak to to us through her. Challenge us, oh God. Lord, just overcome our fears or objections. And thank you for her, Lord, and just bless her as she speaks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I know you're head elder, but I like to call him pastor. (laughs) I wonder if I could ask everyone 30 years old and younger to stand up for a moment for me. Okay. Now I'm going to ask if I can get about nine of you to come be brave enough. I promise I won't embarrass you to come up here and help me out. (laughs) Just come stand up here up front. I need about nine of you. And then I want you to get in line from tallest to shortest. (laughs) You ever hear the phrase, we need to get all of our ducks lined up in a row? (laughs) We're going to try that here. They're each getting a duck. (laughs) One of these that you see on the screen up here. All right. You know, Jesus um, was with the Father, and he was told that the plan was for him to come and become man. He was God, and he was told to come down and become man, son of God and son of man. And one more. more. I need one more. One more brave soul. There we go. (laughs) Oh, she going to be the shortest? Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay, hold your duck up. <laughs> here we are. We each, whoops, sorry. <laughs> we each have a duck here. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're a duck. <laughs> this is just a, a little bit of a visual aid because I'm going to be talking about people from the ages of about 15 to 30 years old in my sermon today. That's all of you and those of you that sat down and didn't come out. (laughs) And so I want you to kind of keep your ears open to see if you can find your age in what I'm going to share today. But when Jesus was told um, to come and become man, he had to look at, you know, he's God. He's way up here. And he calls us children. And I always wondered, what does that look like from heaven? You know, because we just look at people from a skyscraper and they're like this big. So I just want us, maybe we all can turn around too. Maybe it looks a little bit like this. You know, a duck will follow whoever they see first when they're born. And if it's a human being, if it's a mother duck, they'll usually just, and they'll just line up and follow. It's just innate in them. God created it that way. And God calls us to follow him, right? And so here, 
here's God looking at all of us, and we're just scrambling, and we're trying to keep up with him. <laughs> we need to stay in a row, and we're just going to, that's what he calls us to, just to follow him. Now, I, you know, sometimes you can imagine God trying to communicate with us. Try to communicate to those little things. <laughs> all they know is I'm going with him. <laughs> Thank you, Will. <laughs> it's just a little bit of a visual aid. I appreciate your help. <laughs> so today... <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> God bless you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so today, I won't try to stand all these up. <laughs> I want to just share with you a little bit about some of the people of God and about missions in that context. Um, God, he was God and he became man. And he said, follow me. And then his... Children, he said, we're all to become like children. He said, uh, for example, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so all those little ducks are following all the other ones, and they're all following the one big one. And that's kind of what we do. And sometimes we look a little scattered like that, doesn't it? <laughs> but the important thing is that we follow. And if we follow, that's because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice, and what? They follow. They follow me. So Christ has laid down the pattern. What is that? What is it? Maybe I could say today, can you hear God calling? <laughs> can you hear God calling? Are you like one of those in the film? Are you just pacing as fast as you can just to stay up with Jesus because he's doing things in this world, and he's going places? And he wants us to go with him. He wants us to be a part of what he's doing. And he's ready to involve us. He has prepared for us gifts. For me, it was to be a missionary. I didn't get my call to the mission field till I was in, uh, actually, when I first, is there an 11-year-old? Anyone 11-year-old close to 11 here? Can you stand up? When I was this age, God first spoke to my heart about missions. We had a missionary visit our church. And it was just one of those God moments. Has anybody ever had a God moment? Can you say God moment? God. A God moment. And then God gives each one of us those. That's the call. That's hearing. Can you hear God calling? And I knew something was real about serving God in that moment. I had no idea what it would turn out to be. And it wasn't until I was 30 years old that God sent me to the mission field. And then I was on that mission field for almost 35 years. So now you know how old I am. <laughs> so when God calls us, we don't know what that calling will cost us. We don't know what it will mean for us. I had a few um, experiences while I was on the field. Maybe I could get some help on the first um, Picture here, for some, it, when I was very new, I was a few years long, younger there, I was just new on the mission field. Maybe it's um, dealing with pythons in the river right behind your house, <laughs> where everyone takes their bath and brushes their teeth and <laughs> goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't even think about it. So here, <laughs> here I am. They bring this python to me. I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? Because they just, they just wanted to bring it to me, get it out of the river, and I said, I'll take it. Ended up having it skinned, and I used that talking to kids all over the years. But maybe it's um, going into highways and byways that God calls you to, which uh, take a little bit more 
uh, effort to get there into the villages in the remote regions. For me, I was in the remote regions of Indonesia. In this, in this uh, outreach, we did a medical outreach. Kathy, would you stand up? Kathy was brave enough to come out and orchestrate a medical outreach. She's a nurse. <laughs> we did training, and we, we went to this village, and we stepped off. A, we went in a big old dump truck. You know those. You know what a Mack truck is? <laughs> they all piled our team in that, and we came to where they couldn't go any further. And we, I stepped out of the, they let Kathy and I sit in the cab of the truck, thank goodness. We stepped out and I went, sank in the mud up to my knee. They actually had to pull my leg out. And so there was a one convert in this village. He was the first convert. And he says, wait a minute. And he, we waited there and we waited there. And sooner or later we had this big old truck coming. So we took all of our medical supplies. He piled it on there. Yeah, I don't know if you can see us. Mine's behind. I'm right behind the guy in the orange shirt. Kathy, where are you? <laughs> anyway, you're not on there yet. <laughs> She's waiting to see where everybody else is going to go. So we, had to, we drove down this jungle road that was being cut out by this tractor. Um, and, we, and he took us all the way through the jungle, right into the middle of this village in the middle of nowhere. And we were able to share the Lord there and do a medical outreach. And the head elders of that village at the end of the, the ministry time uh, decided to become a Christian village. And we were able to plant the church, and it is now thriving. We put some of our Bible school students there, and they're pastoring there, and the church is thriving there in that village. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes there's not any even roads, and we think about the river. And so we had to cross the river. <laughs> and when the flood stage came, we, there was no more road, so we had to walk in that road. And I was, again, glad that Kathy was in that because I had lots of critters and bites and things like that on my skin <laughs> when we got home. But God, you know, you think, oh, I'll send you some money, but I don't think I want to go and do that. <laughs> Missions is so broad now. If you're a computer technician, if you're a, 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 a typist, it, whatever you do in your career, we need those kinds of people on the mission field. Maybe you're a finance guy. We need those kinds of people on the mission field to help Bible schools get their finances in order. There's so many things that could be done on the mission field. There's not a job you have in this room, I'm sure, that God couldn't use, either short-term or long-term on the mission field. And you may not have to do this. We couldn't, sometimes you, the villages were so hard to get to that we had, and, and the flood stage, the rain, the, the typhoon seasons, it would rain and wash all the bridges out. There was no other way to get in except, look at the next one, swimming across the rapids. You could barely see a log laying across the top there, but I have this height thing, and I was no way going to try to walk over those rapids on that log. I'm sorry. <laughs> but God, but God. And so they said, Ibu Donna, can you swim? I said, yes, I can swim. <laughs> they said, okay. They took me way upstream, and they said, just swim as hard as you can, and the rapids are going to pull you down. But there's the village men are sitting on the other side, and they know right where the current's going to take you, and they'll pull you out. I'm like, okay, God, you sent me here. They live here. They know better than me. I'm just going to do what they tell me to do. So I swam, 
and they pulled me out. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we got to that village, and we ministered, and we shared, and we couldn't even come out because the rains were so bad. The river was even too hard to cross at that time. We, all, there was a, it was a Christian village already, but all the churches came together, and we saw about 40 people filled with the Holy Spirit. We taught and we trained and we just saw just a sweet move of God. And they were so excited. They were so excited, especially among the young people. And so I want to encourage you that you never know what you're going to find at the end of the trail when you get there. You never know if you're willing to allow God to bring these God moments into your life. What does that look like? What will it cost? Well, sometimes it's eating awkward kinds of food. In this case, it's bats for dinner. <laughs> and when we are, like your pastor said just earlier, like uh, Peter said, he said, well, you know, you're safer in the mission field if you're where God wants you than you are here in Orange County or South San Clemente on the surfing board. If you're not supposed to be here and you're supposed to be there, you're safer there. <laughs> And I learned that all through my 35 years on the mission field. I was never sick that I couldn't, wasn't healed. I was never shy of funds that I needed. God always provided. I was never lacking anything for the 35 years that I was there. Why is that? We cannot wait to go and do God's work until we have all the money we need in our pockets. We would never do anything. So if you feel God is speaking to you, but you think, I could, I'd love to go to school, but I can't afford it. I feel God wants me to go to Bible college, but uh, I don't have the money to do that. Or I'm too old. I went to Bible college. I graduated at 32 and then went on the mission field. You can go anytime, anywhere, if God has called you. So can you hear God calling? I want to say that again. Can you hear God calling? What is he saying to you today? It's different from the one that you're sitting next to. You might be young, 11 years old. You might be older, like me. God still has a purpose, doesn't he? I'm always encouraged, mom and pop in the audience here. It just lets me know how wonderful it is to be able to walk with the Lord as long as they have and just have the love of Jesus. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their hugs. Peter's parents are here all the time, faithful to the house of God. Our lives speak loudly to each other. So sometimes it might take you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. I preached a sermon on tithing. And I said, you give 10% of whatever. Actually, in the New Testament, it's not even limited to 10 There's tithes and offerings. You give what God gives to you. And it might be money. It might be something else. And that afternoon, I'm sitting in the pastor's little hut in that village. And this, this lady comes in, running in with a bowl of fish and sets it in my lap. I'm like, oh, thank you. What is this for? <laughs> they hadn't had fish for days. And when he heard that sermon, he went out with the men fishing that morning. They still didn't get anything else. The men started coming in. He stayed out there by himself in his boat. And he said, God, if you will give me fish, I will give you the tithe of my fish. And suddenly his nets started pulling 
And they started filling. And this lady runs in with the bowl of fish and pulls, gets my hand and pulls me out there. And I'm in my skirt and I'm pulling fish out of the net. <laughs> we never know. We never know. We never know how God is going to use us. He, we can just know that he is if we will say yes. And when we say yes, he said, let's go. Come on, you're mine. And I have chosen you. And he may, this last shot, send you to people that look quite a bit different from you and wear a different kind of hat than you would and carry a different kind of a something than you. I had just come out of taking what they call a mandi. That's a dip, a scoop of water and taking a bath. <laughs> I come out and they say, oh, all the lead elders of the church want to take a picture with you. <laughs> uh, let me get dressed first. No, 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 they're all here right now. It's very important. These are very important people. I was like, okay. So here I am with these men of God. If you looked at them without knowing that, you would not, the first thought you had would not be, look at these men of God. But they're the ones that said yes to God in this village. And now this whole village is thriving, is thriving with believers. And it's all because someone went there at some point in time. I went to one village and there's a missionary there in the 1950s. And when I went, there was not another, had not been another missionary there until I went. And at that time, they were so excited that this foreigner would come. Now, you and I know I'm nothing special. We know that. But to them, it was a God moment. And from 1950 to 2000 and what? About 2000, 1990s, late 1990s, 40 years later, someone else came to their village. They were singing songs. There were tears coursing down the, the cheeks. They were greeting. And, and you just think, God, there's so many people in so many places. And that is throughout the earth. Those are all the places I've gone. It doesn't even, it's not even a drop in the bucket to how many places still need someone to come. And so today I want to ask you, can you hear God calling? We always say that there's missions everywhere we go. I want to talk to you a little bit about the, the people of God. And when you read about in the Bible, we read about the men and women of God, and I just want you to understand. I'm, I'm talking to you, especially you 30, olds, 30 years old and, and 11, 12 years old. You, I'm talking to you. Did you know that it was when Joseph was a boy that he had the dream? You remember? He had a dream, and these things were bowing down to him, and and he had a second dream of the same thing happening, and his brothers were upset because they understood the interpretation of the dream. Are you kidding? We're not going to be bowing down to you. What's your problem? He didn't have a problem. He heard God calling. And over time, look all that he went through. Look at all that he went through. How many of you that are 30 and older are doing today what you thought you were going to do when you were 20 years old? 
Can you raise your hand? A handful. Most of us have no clue how our lives are going to transpire from year to year to year. You may have a call to pastor. You may have a call to ministry, but you don't know what exactly that's going to mean or what it's going to look like over time. Joseph, over time, was called to be the governor or in the government, second to the king or pharaoh, in a country that was not his own and he didn't choose to go to. But he kept his eyes on God and God used him. He was not too young. Samuel was called to be a prophet to Israel and to the nations. He was just a boy. His mother dedicated him. He, once he was weaned in the Jewish culture, that's about three years old. His mother brought him and dedicated him to the Lord's work in the temple to the prophet Eli. So they say generally that's probably when he was about three or four years old. And he came there to serve Eli. And then he heard one day God calling. You know the story. Samuel. Samuel. He got up thinking it was Eli. And finally, when he understood that it was God, what was his response? We read it in Genesis 37. And he said, listen. Sorry, not Gen I'm sorry. Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And so his response then when he understood it was God, his response was, speak for your servant is listening. Are you listening? Truly, are you truly listening? God is speaking to us today. He's speaking to you, each one of you. He desires that you would hear his voice, know his voice, and follow him. And he wants to reveal to you what he wants to do through you. Saul was a more adult. He was already able to be king. Because, and so he was called and anointed to be the first king of Israel. And what happened is it said that the, the, the prophet Samuel told him, you're going to be the king. And they had never had a king. They were asking for a king. They wanted to be like everybody else in the world. They got a king. Not particularly godly. The next king was more David, who was one after God's own heart, but Saul, not so much. But he was called, and he answered the call and responded. And so Samuel said, you're going to know that you're called because when you go to this city looking for your donkeys, you're going to come across a bunch of prophets, and they're going to prophesy, and you're going to be anointed. You're going to start prophesying too. And sure enough, it happened. And the Bible says that when that happened, he said, the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and, and you will prophesy with them. You will be changed into a different person. And when these signs have taken place, do whatever your hands find to do, for God is with you. He became a different person because suddenly God was with him with an intended purpose. Can you hear God? Is he speaking to you? What is he telling you? David, still young, 
As a boy, he learned how to hear God's voice. You all know his story as a shepherd in the field watching his father's sheep. He learned to be a warrior by killing bears and lions. If you look at it, it's plural, not a bear and a lion. It's bears and lions who would come in after the sheep. He grew in his relationship with the Lord. But he was called before he was born. We all are, right? Jeremiah, he was called to be a prophet to the nations. He was young, and when God called him, he said, The Lord said to me, before I formed you in your mother's womb, this is in Jeremiah chapter 1, you can read the story. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. I chose you. Samuel, listen to me. I chose you before you were born. And he said, I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. What was Jeremiah's response? Uh, uh, sovereign God, sovereign Lord. He said, I do not know how to speak, and I'm too young. I do not know how to speak. Moses said that too. I'm... I can't speak. God's response to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I could say the same thing to any of us. Do not say whatever our excuse is, whatever our perception is, which is a wrong perception, because we are hearing God, but our mind doesn't get it. Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. He was the weeping prophet, and you can read his story. He was in difficult situations more than once. Jesus acting on his calling as early as age what? Twelve years old. His family had gone to the festival of the Passover and they were leaving and of course he wasn't with them and they goes back to the city to find him, find him in the temple and he's sitting there astounding the minds of the rabbis and the leaders in the temple and he said to his parents who were saying, why have you done this? And he said, well, why were you searching for me? Didn't, didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? He wasn't berating them. He said, it's like, I'm sorry. Didn't you, didn't you know I would be in my father's house? He knew where he was called to be. And he was doing what he was called to do. The Bible says, though, that they did not understand what he was saying to them. Sometimes even when God speaks to you to do something, you tell your spouse or your friend or your mom or your dad. And they're like, uh, I don't think so. When I first thought about being a missionary, my whole family just laughed because I stood in the bathroom for two hours one night because there was a roach between me and the door and I wouldn't go around the roach. <laughs> How many of you know when God calls you, he changes you? <laughs> God changed me. 
God changed me. I used to walk down the hallways in high school and I wouldn't look up because I was afraid somebody would say hello. <laughs> Not so much that way anymore. <laughs> I want you to know that you cannot look, we cannot look at our makeup as it is right now. Because if God calls us to do something, it's usually going to be more than one time. He's going to speak to you over your lifetime to do different things. But if you hear him calling and you know, he's going to give you what you need. That's why he told the disciples, you wait here and when the Holy Spirit, I will send the Holy Spirit and he will fill you. And, I, and Paul then teaches even deeper, seek earnestly the gifts of the Spirit because they're there for us. Why would we not seek earnestly those gifts when they're right there for us? No, I don't want those. Not my theology. And I don't want to study about them either, just in case it becomes my theology. Because I don't want to become one of those people. Be careful. Be careful because you miss out. We miss out because we don't follow what the word of God says, which says to pursue earnestly the gifts of the spirit, especially that you would prophesy. And you, should, you can see across the body of Christ today, there's an increased work of the spirit, an increased move, a prophetic move in the body of Christ. That it's empowering us to be able to minister to people because we get something from the God instead of just praying a traditional prayer or using a traditional word of encouragement. Things will get better. It'll be okay. Okay. Can I take that home with me? But when we get a word from God and we share it with that person, they're like, yeah, yeah. So when God is directing us to do something new or different, don't pull back. It's, you know, it's like I said earlier. He causes us to step out of our comfort zone because he wants us to go deeper in faith. When you have to step out of your comfort zone, whether it's to eat a bat <laughs> or to cross a river or to talk to the person across the street, that's a good thing when you feel uncomfortable because now you can pursue God and say, God, I don't know how to do that. But I, I'm willing for you to come and teach me. I'm willing. I hear you. Show me how to do it. And he will teach you just as he taught them all. Last group, the disciples. Did you know that a young boy would go to the temple? He would go to school to study the Torah, to study the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. The first book they memorized, do you know what, and studied, do you know what book that is? Leviticus. How many of us have even read Leviticus very much? <laughs> oh, raise your hand. <laughs> Leviticus is the law, and so they had to know the laws of their time. That's how they governed. So, so they have to memorize these laws and learn these laws. So from 5 to about 12 years old, 11 or 12 years old, they would study these five books of the law. The New Testament church, before they had the writings, would depend on those laws. And then the verbal, verbal gospel that was being preached by the prophets of, that, of the day until they wrote like Paul and the others. So when a child reached 13 or 14, if they were particularly keen or spiritually minded, they could continue on studying under a rabbi. What did the disciples call Jesus? A rabbi. So it's conceivable that some of those disciples were as young as, 
as 13 or 14 years old, the oldest probably being Peter because it says he was married, and they followed the rabbi to be taught and trained in the word of God and how to live. And they followed him like a bunch of little ducks wherever he went. They didn't question it. They just did it. It's just what they did in their day and their culture. So you might say, I'm too young. Who's too young? Nobody. Timothy was called. Mark was called young. So it's conceivable they were one of the younger ones that were working among the prophets. We're never too young. And when you're in your 20s and your 30s, the men were only ready for military. They called them youth in their 30s and 40s. So what I really want to ask today, Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. And I might add, and don't look down on yourself because you think you're too young. He says, but set an example, Timothy, for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. These are all the things that God of this world is trying to destroy in our young generation, the next generation. But what we see happening is the next generation, when they hear the call of God, is almost a militant. They're getting very declarative and they're, getting, they're coming into the encounter, encountering a presence with God and encountering the gifts of the Spirit. And it, it's, it's going, growing like wildfire over this nation and the world. China thought they could get God out of China. It's the fastest growing church in the world. And it's underground. I had a, China, a Chinese student in my class. And I said, well, how do you function in ministry? She goes, oh, I'll give you an example. God just spoke to me to leave my city and go to another city. I, he didn't tell me all the details. So I just packed my bags and I went. And I was sitting in a little tea house and didn't know where I was supposed to go, who I was supposed to talk to. Someone came and sat down with me. And she said, what are you doing here? She says, well, I feel like God sent me here. She said, my husband and I are going out of town. Our house is empty. You can stay in our house. She moved into that house. She met the pastor in that city of the, it was, that was just in from the countryside. She went out to, he said, come out to the countryside and speak to our people. She went out to the countryside on a bicycle. When she got there, the in, full inside of the house and all the way into the field was full of people. They brought them all over, and she, she spoke and taught for hours on end because she heard God calling without having, not having to have all the details. Sometimes we get so frustrated about the timing. I just want to be sure it's God. I always tell my students, the turtle never gets anywhere until he sticks his neck out. If you lose it, well, you're saved. You're going to go to heaven. It's okay. <laughs> Are you going to learn, okay, that's not God, and this is God. 
It's okay to learn. You don't slap a child upside the head the first time he tries to walk and falls. You, good boy, you're doing so good. They're falling flat on their face. You pick them up till they're like little ducks. They're just going. And then you wish he'd never start walking. Because <laughs> you couldn't take your eyes off of him. Jesus never takes his eyes off of us. He never takes his eyes off of you. He always has something more for you. Can you hear him calling? What's he saying to you today? What's he saying? Maybe you haven't gotten your prayer language. Maybe you've never experienced the gifts of the Spirit. That's okay. Paul just says, seek earnestly those things. When you seek those things, you're going to learn and receive, and God's going to help you and orchestrate that. This church will help you to grow in those things. So today... I want to close and ask you. Can you hear God calling? I would like to ask you to pretend you're the only one in this room. And God's up here. And he's saying, you're certainly not me. Whatever your name is. I want to tell you something. God says, I want to tell you something. Jesus said, I do what I see my father doing. He's saying, I want to show you what I'm doing and I want to take you with me. Would you come with me? It might just be across the street. It might be into the mission field. I vote for missions, but I'm a missionary. <laughs> but I would, nothing, I, my heart's prayer was, God, you take some of these young people who are hearing what I'm saying and you speak to them as you spoke to me when I was 11 years old. And you do something in their heart. They may not get it totally right now. But when they leave this place, they know something's going on in their spirit. And can give them definition as they continue to walk with you and protect that seed that you plant. I want to ask everyone if you would just bow your head with me a moment. If we can have a, someone come up and play keyboard or something I just, I just want to uh, ask you just to hide away with the Lord right now by yourself. Can you just focus on him? And say, you know, Lord, I've done so many things for you already. Or I, 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 I haven't ever pursued the gifts of the Spirit. Maybe I should do that. What does that look like for me? Would you just have a conversation with the Lord right now? Maybe you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's a prayer and worship language that God gives you. We're going to have our prayer team come up and right now if you could. and Maybe there's somebody here that says, I want somebody to pray for me. Because I don't really know what God's saying, but I know he's saying something and I'd like to know better. We have people that pray. And prophesy, and God's going to give you prophetic prayers and to speak over you and to help you discern what God is saying to you right now or just pray an encouragement over you in what you know God is saying. Maybe I can ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads. And I, I just, I'm just going to ask for a show of hands. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. That's up to you. That's your choice. But if you could just close your eyes and... Just, just you and just, just between you and Jesus, because just, we just want to 
as a team here, I want to see who you are so we can pray for you for where we are. If you just lift your hand and say, I know God's called me. And I want to walk deeper in that walk. Deeper level of faith. So many. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. There's always something more for me, I know, Lord, and I want that. I have a lot now. It's wonderful. But I want to go deeper. I want to step out of my comfort zone and go deeper in the spirit into things I didn't even know you called me to do and, and broaden that call in my life. 